0: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the COB. All the stuff you need to know in the damn business markets. My name's Carl Rotto with Danny Acquaye. Danny, um, we just keep going from strength to strength. It would seem a five-month high and more than a five-month high for the local bulls.
2: Indeed, it looks like it might have lost a little bit of momentum. No, not according to the SIBO two hundred, up eleven spot three uh, points or 08 percent. So a cracking good day. And when you think about it. The iron ore miners did not contribute to the performance, which is actually quite significant then for the market to do so well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Broad based strength, but um, a lot of, uh, well, actually, we'll go through the, the, the sectors, why not? Um, a lot of strength coming through the tech space. A lot of strength coming through uh, some of the real estate space, Space, a lot of strength going through retail as well. Um, as we said, a few themes for the day, five-month highs. That's the story for our market. Interesting, too, because Wall Street's lead was flat. Futures implied mm-hmm. a flat open. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, investors were in a uh, fairly cheerful mood, and, um, yeah, we did get this rally.
2: Absolutely. Sometimes markets just want to go up. It looks like it's a bit of a catch up. It looks like it's a relief rally because markets are in a disinflationary mood, it mm. would seem. Um, even though what I was reading, it seemed like the Fed was a bit of a hawkish hold.
0: Mm. <laughs> so, no, it's a, it's a fair point. And I mean, I, I haven't mean, been able to see the sort of futures pricing uh, just yet, but I saw at the the very uh, front of the, um, the yield curve we did see, well, a little bit of a sell off, which would imply that, you know, maybe another hike is considered a slightly at the margins higher probability than before the meeting but again nevertheless i mean wall street did have some some solid earnings that has to be said after the bell meta reported but um overall again it seems to be sort of actually quite localized really to our market anyway so we are pushing higher. Uh, it does take us to the point one and done that's the question now is this the last one 5.5 percent will that be the terminal rate Uh, But now we wait for the ECB, um, Mm. 25 basis points on the cards tonight from them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the debate still really rages on with experts in terms of are they overdoing it? Is a soft landing possible? How baked in is inflation? But the one thing that continues to come out is that central bankers are really not going to be pushed into a corner. They are going to remain data dependent going forward. And I think that'll be interesting when we hear from Lowe, Oh, are we, do we hear from low on Tuesday, or we just get yeah, the a RBA note? Oh no,
0: we've got the RBA uh, yeah. decision next Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Um, which again, after that CPI figure,
2: it's obviously chances have come down to thirty percent or whatever. Uh, Team that
0: I saw, oh, it's dropped to ten now in, in the futures market. Depends on what we wow. track, but mm. it was around ten percent when I um, checked this morning. So a very low probability, but again, data dependent. So we have to make sure that um, well, <laughs> have to have to track this inflation data lower um, if, if we want to see this sort of sentiment to continue. Uh, I would imagine. Uh, but let's get to some of the areas of the market. That have performed well today. Look at the tech space. Um, very, very strong. very strong. Wise Tech Global, you'll be happy to know, Zanny. At 85 bucks a share. It's so crazy, is it? uh, Zero, I don't think zero is actually at its no, highs. It, no. it touched, I think, 127 at some stages last week, but nevertheless, it's up 2.5%. Um, but that tech, tech strength.
2: Yeah. Again, starting to creep back up to its highs as well. These these companies, particularly WiseTech, I did spot a report that it is meant to be a beneficiary of AI. So it'll mm. again, when these results come out, they're really, really going to have to support those share price moves.
0: Yeah, and that'll be, um, I guess, the next hurdle for some of these companies as we approach reporting season. Um, some other areas of the market have performed well, and ones that are a little more interest rate sensitive. The REITs are generally higher. You see some, well, very significant moves there. Charter Hall, GBT, Merver. High beta. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So um, looking uh, positive today. Also the retailers looking rather strong, Uh, especially those discretionary types, JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman, up 3.4 and 3.3. Premier Investments too, there you go. I think
2: LaVisa was also up over 3%. That's
0: a fun proxy, isn't it?
2: Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean, oh, actually, no, 2.5%. But really, just clearly money wanting to go into the market, bottom fishing in those interest rate-sensitive sectors in uh, some pretty, well, stocks that have not been at the forefront of the rally, excluding those tech stocks.
0: Indeed. And uh, well, we have had some news today, mostly production updates, Fortescue, one of the biggest ones, uh, reports production at the top end of its previous guidance. Uh, so fairly significant. There's uh, a year chart there. You can see 26% higher Fortescue metals and while remaining above $23 per share for the time being, uh, lithium miner alken reported a 1% drop in fourth quarter revenues. Uh, weaker lithium prices have offset higher output. Revenue was $334. Million dollars and Rio Resources delivered 122.5 kilo ounces of gold production in the June quarter. Um, it looks like it dropped off the back of that, however, so maybe uh, not welcomed quite as much by investors. And Sandfire, one that um, well, we'll be talking about more, I think, at the mu- uh, more uh, in the next few weeks and months as we sort of assess this sort of China recovery or non-recovery if it happens to not materialise again. But its quarterly total production came in at 17,500 tonnes, with stock pushing higher today.
2: And, and of course, why it's so important is that it's very hard to get copper plays. Mm. You have to look at BHP because they bought Oz Minerals, or obviously Rio with their big Mongolian whatever it's called. And yeah, uh, yeah this is one of the, the purer plays on the market. Yeah, if you want copper. So it is getting more challenging. And of course, it is one of the metals uh, that the market is extremely bullish about when it comes to uh, the energy transition.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, sometimes it's just a simple matter of flow, isn't it? And the flow has to go somewhere. And if Sandfire is going to be the beneficiary of that, then, uh, well, Power you was an investor. But um, let's just get a look quickly at Karoon Energy as well also out with a production Spoke update. To the,
2: to the CEO today. Oh, okay. So that will be on the you know the website, an update there. And, Any uh, kernels,
0: kernels of information you pulled from it at all? Uh,
2: well, I'd like to say I did, but I'm not sure I did. Yeah. Um, but clearly they had um, that unscheduled stoppage where they had to... Uh, took out a whole lot of production for this quarter. Um, they are going to have a, a scheduled... Um, production cut, or let's say they've got to you know do some repair work but no i mean really the company continues to focus on cost reduction continues to work on its profitability continues to look for acquisitions and the full year results will be out on the 23rd of august
0: okay um some more news agm uh, macquarie had well the attention of a lot of investors today i think you can see it down by 4.3 percent. Uh, flagging weaker trading conditions. A lot of that.
2: It's not really apparently, surprising. Apparently,
0: uh, yeah. Well, to to do with um, it's commodity trading in particular, I believe. So just flagging some weaker activity there, of course. But that had a stru- pretty...
2: base effect. It was so strong last yeah. year. I think the market is like you know, it's it's. They haven't actually flagged anything different, in my humble opinion. It's just the market got ahead of itself again.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, its asset banking financial services business. Uh, it's pro- a, a contribution to profit. Uh, substantially down, and it said it's primarily due to lower investment-related income, again, from green energy investments. Um, so that was one that, again, uh, sold off today. A megaport, however, um, Reported a normalized fourth quarter EBITDA of 11.8 million dollars for FY 23. So that's a company that reported today. The company said results were driven by revenue growth and is focused on cost control going forward.
2: And what a rally we've had today! Oh, and 40%. that is there you go. that is of course one of the preferred stocks, um, along with uh, Macquarie Telecom, uh, Macquarie Technology, I should say. I keep mm-hmm. on getting that wrong. Mm-hmm. And next DC in terms of the AI thematic.
0: Yeah and also GQG Group says it intends to submit a non-binding indicative proposal to acquire funds management group Pacific Currents. So that was also making corporate, well in the corporate news today I should say. But let's get to the stock of the day because one thing that seems to be defying gravity at the moment and certainly defying expectations of a slowdown is the leisure and travel sector and in particular Corporate Travel Management out yesterday with an upgrade to profit guidance. It was our stock of the day. Listen to what our guests had to say.
1: Here I'm very, very happy to be a have a decent position in corporate travel. I wouldn't say, um, I mean, you could buy it now. I am not saying, it's definitely not a sell. It's a hold for me, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm very confident in the future of the business. And I think it's way better than uh, Flight Centre because it went into COVID in much, much stronger position than Flight Centre did. Even though Flight Centre didn't have any debt at the time, uh, because of all their store network, they suddenly had a massive bleed, which corporate travel didn't have. They shut down half the network. They did a massive capital raise you know so there's i think Private center's got like 40 percent more shares than it had before COVID. so it's been you've been diluted significantly it's done the hello world deal as well but i still think corporate travel is a much more efficient focused business than um flight center is okay yeah but i think um corporate travel is good
2: so um looking back at the earnings potential and given the fact that it's come out with the um almost doubled EBITDA guidance is just insane. So it just goes to show that they're benefiting. Well, we're looking at the revenue breakdown as well. So they're really benefiting from European travel at the moment because the weakness is in Australia uh, for this company, but they're definitely seeing a surge in revenue in the European uh, Union and European region, especially in the UK, is really offsetting the weakness in Australia. So again, once Australia comes back online, then Bob's your uncle. (laughs) Bob's go, your uncle.
0: Corporate Travel Management, Bob's your uncle. And my, my uncle is Bob. Well, there you my go. My grandfather was as well. Oh. So I've got a few bobs in the family.
2: I think that was more code, like, there's more upside here. We like it.
0: All right. So, uh, well, there's Crady Wolf's two bobs. Mark Morland as well. So so fairly positive there overall. But um, let's get to our guest for the next 10 minutes or so. Fraser McLeod from and Partners is standing by. Uh, Fraser, uh, maybe your two vibes on corporate travel management if possible very quickly. Uh, do you like the space? Because it certainly seems to be fairly resilient.
1: Uh, look, uh, at corporate travel, I, I do remember from uh, many years ago uh, when they were uh, shorted pretty heavily, mm. and uh, you know a few red flags there in terms of how they organised that business. Maybe a few, uh, you know, uh, offices that were were empty. So I'd, I'd always be a bit cautious on that one, and uh, you know the management was always uh, very slick, uh, almost too slick uh, in my mind. So uh, not a stock that I would uh, closely follow, or and certainly not a stock I would have within uh, within portfolios. The, uh, certainly, Flight Centre did have uh, the big capital raise. What what, what I do do... do you think um the the theme we have to be aware of there is that and this is just you know anecdotal but i'm I'm sure it's the same really across the world is whenever we get on a flight these days or whenever you go to uh whenever you're in a business lounge it would seem that uh it's uh, it's just full of baby boomers isn't it these guys are you know it's the, the third of the economy that's doing really well you know they, they, they don't have any debt it doesn't matter if um if uh if um interest rates are going up they don't care in fact they actually make more money because interest rates are going up because they're still holding on to cash and you know the the, the wealth that they have within their house seems to be just uh keeping there uh, or even growing again and um and you know the covid has meant that the um they 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 know that they want to make the make the most of the last few good years that they have left, and uh, they'll pay any price. Um, so probably corporate travel gets a bit of a bump out of that. Flight Centre does as well. They all do. Hello World does. Um, hold a few of those. Um, so yeah, the baby boomers are driving the travel market, and uh, there seems to be no end in it. Um, you know the uh, if you're in your twenties and thirties, you're. Uh, yeah, you're, you're begging the bank of mom and dad, uh, you know, hopefully if you can pay the rent or pay the mortgage, but um, uh, the rest of the time, you know, the baby boomers are, are, are in control. They always seem to be and, uh, and it doesn't look to be changing anytime soon. So um, uh, the, the travel dollar uh, still seems to be uh, seems to be um, very strong.
2: Indeed. The only thing I would say is apparently the uh, Four Seasons in Sicily, which is in White Lotus 2, their air conditioning cogged out this week. So there are a lot of billionaires around the world getting roasted at about 42 degrees. So there might have been a few few hot baby boomers there.
1: Yeah, the oldies won't love that. No, Um, no. um, um, uh, Never mind. I'm sure they can buy themselves an ice cream. (laughs)
2: Indeed. Anyway, let's move on to Macquarie, because I didn't particularly think these comments at the AGM were so surprising. I mean, they have been Mm. flagging that last year was a record year. So you've got a very high base effect. How how did you see it, Fraser?
1: Look, you're probably spot on there. I mean, look, Macquarie has this... um uh, you know the incredible record of uh, of just uh, smashing expectations um, almost every time, and you know the share price continues to march on. And uh, and so whenever there is a bit of a, a, a kink, I think it 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 was uh, a you know a fairly significant decline today from the commentary that was given. So in their, uh commodities and global markets um, that that had such a bump from. Volatility that came in from uh, from two thousand and twenty two with uh, you know Ukraine just uh, just turning everything upside down uh, and they made lots of money margins were were enormous and uh, so we're probably seeing maybe the hangover effect or the reality of uh, the sobering effect within their business of uh, you know the the, 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 good, the immensely good times that they had you know are just re- reverting back to the mean again so uh, decline there um, also on you know their their business. At, Everyone still thinks of Macquarie in a way, especially retail investors. of, you know, the Macquarie advisor, you know, similar to the, the type of job that, that that I do for clients, that is just not significant at all for Macquarie. Um, you know, they, they almost don't have that business at all. It's, it's just not of any scale uh, anymore. What is of scale to them is is their asset management and their infrastructure business. And and uh, that, that hurts them if the, if there is lower volumes, lower activity. It's just quieter times for Macquarie and they're fessing up to that case. So uh, quieter times, you know, the, the stock's getting sold off, um, you know, because their, their their outlook was um, it's rare for them to 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 say that, but their outlook is um, is uh, is uh, is slowing, and uh, and the Macquarie share price, if you look at it today, it's the same price that it was 12 months ago, and um, and that's uh, that's unusual, but uh, sign of the times.
0: What about CSL? It's a very rangy stock. It was up today, but I mean, I suppose, what, 1.8% around um, but $267 it has it's, per it's, share, which yeah. again, is sort of at that at bottom of that sort of long-term range. How are you seeing the company at the moment?
1: So... Look, it's still a great growth business. Um, if you pull up a twenty-year a, a chart on CSL, it's only going in one direction. So this this is still a great growth business um, with a you know incredible management and uh, you know the, the the factor in the sector that that drives that business is only going to get stronger. So uh, I think we're um, it, it's too easy to get caught and say, oh, you know, bad news is here or it's all over or they haven't been able to grow over the last mm-hmm. little while. So you know they're, they're finished. And um, uh, fundamentally. They're not trading on forty times. They're probably trading about thirty times forward, which is probably as cheap as you're going to get CSL. So they they are a buy. Um, the, uh, the 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 we, we, they're probably worth about maybe 340 350 in terms of Aussie dollar terms. And the, the key driver on their business, uh, they did have harder times throughout COVID. Um, they need to be able to collect plasma, which they make much of their money from. They need to be able to collect plasma uh, from humans, uh, especially in the U.S. They pay in order for that to happen. It's taking a while for that business to come back uh, to the norm again uh, post-COVID. And um uh, but they they also do have some uh, cracking drugs, especially for Alzheimer's in the future, um, in the pipeline. It wouldn't take much to move the dial the other way on CSL. So, uh, still believers in CSL. We've actually upped our over the past couple of months. We've upped our it's core portfolio stock for us. We've upped our and increased our weight in CSL. Um, it is one of these stocks that you know you can get a bit bored with because you know it's tends to sort of it it tends to move in steps. Um, and uh, you know the the, the share price uh, once it does start moving in the right direction, um, you can kind of second guess yourself and say, oh, you know, I've missed it. Uh, you, you haven't, because you need to take a more of a medium term view over CSL, and uh, yeah, the growth is still intact. If you're taking a medium to longer term view, it's it's probably worth three fifty.
2: Mm. Sounds sensible, uh, Fraser, and, uh, eminently sensible, those... Fraser.
1: Eminently sensible, yeah.
2: Exactly. A lot of common sense, which is not always very common. Um, if we have a look at copper producers, and obviously we, we lost oz minerals. It's, it's, you know, you have to get it through the big, big stocks. Except we're talking about Shoot. sand fire earlier. Mm. What, what, what are you liking in terms of if you're trying to get this super metal for yeah. the green energy transition?
1: Yeah, I mean, so uh, you know, we're electrifying the world. Uh, Doctor Copper is um, is just simply moving with um, with global economy immediate outlook, and uh, and that's a shame because you know everyone knows that there is this. Uh, Incredible shortage in what uh, in global needs for copper, um, but not today, um, and uh, and that's why you know the copper share the copper price itself has been uh, has been very very low. But if you actually look at the volumes of copper that are going to be needed over the next uh, few years, um, you know it, it's it's multiples higher than where it is at the moment. Uh, the the challenge also for Aussie investors is. Uh, and, and everyone, really, from retail investors to fund managers, well, we're, we're all very mournful, aren't we? Because our, our- play and which was really a South Australian play as well uh, where I'm based um, of Oz minerals is has been stolen from us um, you know they, 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 and for what, what happened is you know the BhP just just stole the business and um, and uh, we, we can no longer invest in it uh, unless we actually buy bhp which is no longer a clean place and probably if you're the type of investor that wants to invest in copper you maybe don't want to invest in iron ore um, because that's that's not the the, the, the the key theme that you want to play. So where are you going to go? Um, you, you could invest in, in Sandfire. You can invest, which is not a bad place to be. And I think today, you know, the socks are up. Ten percent today, um, and um, you know they're probably worth um, seven dollars um, by them getting rid of the Grusa. that's uh, maybe a weight um, around their neck that they're finally getting rid of. Um, uh, you could invest in evolution again, not a clean play, but we like evolution anyway for the gold. Um, and if you were to believe that there was to be a copper price recovery over the next few years, or so, just let, let's just say there has to be, um, then the the earnings of uh, of evolution. Is going to go from say thirty percent to fifty percent. So uh, actually, yeah, evolution should be a, a good place to, to look. Um, other than that, then you're really going to have to look overseas. I mean, uh, again, it's, it's pretty difficult to find a clean play. Maybe you could buy tech, um, or um, maybe you could buy a uh, metals acquisition corp um, for their copper exposure. But it's um, it's not as easy as it used to be. And we're all a bit mournful because of the fact that we, we can't type in OZL and, and, and buy a pure, pure copper plate here in this state and here in Australia. It's a shame.
0: Unless we forget and uh, well, at least uh, we'll have, <laughs> obviously, a good self to uh, hopefully guide us to where we should go uh, when it comes to copper plays and more. Um, Fraser, great chat, really appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. Fraser good uh, from Shorten Partners. Always a pleasure. Thank
2: you. Thanks again, cheers,
0: bye-bye. There we go. Okay, let's get to the leaders and line now, shall we? Um, there we go. Uh, Imogene. gene always moves. Megaport, Megap- though, that's upgraded. Yes, a, a true story there. And Sandfire Resources, yep. there you are, um, yep. some of the flow. Uh, going into that company, especially after its um, production update. I
2: think Insignia also didn't they have an announcement today. I'm pretty sure they Could did. Could do, and
0: maybe Ingenia as well. It's starting to, to, to get a little bit little tea and rhymey here. But um, let's look at the Laggards now. And, uh, yep.
2: well... They had a quarterly business update, so uh, obviously positively right. received.
0: Interesting. So much corporate news. is something to get busier as well. Uh, Regis Resources, um, we covered that uh, production update a little earlier. Disappointing the market down 10%. And those coal plays, your beloved coal plays, down 5% today after, after running up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, core lithium still in the wars after that activity report. So, oh, yeah, yes. that has really been in the wars, hasn't yeah, it? They,
2: it? Yeah, there were a lot of downgrades, though, to be fair, on that one, in both in terms of price targets as well as uh, rec- or price targets and, uh, yeah. Recommendations,
0: uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get to the small cap leaders and laggards. Um, Redbubble,
2: Red bubble. woo! It's back again. <laughs> yeah,
0: everyone's and back NUICS. on the. And uh,
2: wow.
0: Oh wow, there you go. Um, so again, people are obviously in a risk-taking mood on a on a day like today. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, the laggards in the small cap space. There we are. Panoramic Resources down. Bubs had another
2: announcement today as well, and that's probably what's contributed. I think they've still got problems. Um, It's an ongoing travails going Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. So, um, oh dear, the Bubs board, uh, the board retained as all resolutions voted down. So, uh, talk about a world of pain there.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, down. What's that? Another thirteen percent. Unlucky for some. Certainly unlucky for the Bubs today. All right. Let's quickly get through what's happening overnight a lot is the short answer ecb decision u.s jobless claims u.s advanced gdp so u.s gdp comes out in three installments advanced preliminary final this <laughs> is the first gdp figure for the quarter so to give us our best read on where the u.s economy quarter, is at. Yeah. uh that'll be well, June. what's the junior it's well q2 yeah. i guess yeah.
2: q2 yep. yeah
0: so how are they uh refer to it uh, um, and then u.s earnings maccas
2: yep that'll be interesting Ford, Yep.
0: Also interesting. A few others there. Intel as well. And tomorrow, BOJ could be, um, well, they're not expected to move anything now, but certainly we're expecting that a, a tweak of the yield curve program could come eventually. So, we'll watch out for that. Aussie retail sales. Let's see, uh, well, whether the Australian consumer is continuing to spend or not.
2: Apparently, online sales absolutely collapsed in July. Oh, really? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's okay. what I've been
0: Maybe excuse me, reading.
2: There. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Well, um, that does it. For us Except, today. we'll, get we'll one just more do. Check.
2: Yeah, the ASX 200 closed up almost 54 points to 7,455.73%. So, those little rocket emojis are starting to fire up.
0: Absolutely. To the moon, perhaps, or at least. Zoom to, to the moon. To record highs I didn't about. tweet
2: that. For anyone that follows me on Twitter, they would know that I refrained because I am the kiss of death.
0: Are you? <laughs> the
2: <laughs> contrarian, just, Danny, I just, I just didn't want to destroy the rally. <laughs>
0: OK, we're getting a wrap up here. So uh, we'll finish for another day. But as Danny just said, a good one for the market. Five months high. Uh, if you do want to catch up on uh, everything that we discussed oh. today, it's on our website.
2: And we and, have the last uh, call tomorrow. And we have the
0: last call tomorrow, so With we'll see you tomorrow afternoon guests. as well. But we'll tune in tomorrow morning. Have a lovely night.